Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. This episode of Focus is actually number 199, so we're getting very close to 200 episodes, and so the next week's episode will be episode 200. And we've done a few specials along the way, but just the regular, what we call the regular Focus podcast, like this one, like I said, it's uh, getting up to around that 200. Anyway, on this particular episode of Focus, what I wanted to talk about was what type of photographer are you? Are you a technical photographer or are you a creative photographer or are you a blend of both where you, the technical side of it intrigues you and the creative side as well? Because for some photographers, they tend to lean one way or the other. So some photographers say, oh, look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really techie with the technical side of things, but I just love to create using my camera. Because, and look, because these days cameras are so... I suppose sophisticated with the settings and the different modes that you can run the camera in is that you can actually get away without not having a lot of technical knowledge and just create concentrate on creating your photography that way and I, I think it's like I said and then like I said there's probably a third one where someone who's pretty much loves to be across the technical staff getting that down pat and then also trying to be super creative and create images that are fresh and new and and that are different to what other people are doing. So is there anything wrong with being just a technical, like being really super technical, or is there anything wrong with being super, you know, not worried about the tech side? And I think I think it's like everything, you know, um, particularly photography. Photography, there's a, there's a whole lot of things which kind of acceptable, like you don't have to be fully know all the technical stuff about your camera and all the technical stuff about photography to be a good photographer. So like I said, let's explore that that side of it first and then we'll maybe talk about the people who really drive into the tech side of it. So some people just buy a camera and sometimes their motivation for buying the particular model type of camera is that it does have a lot of tech in it and that tech helps them basically just it sort itself out and let them just concentrate on, you know, creating some magic in front of the lens. And I, I think, like I said, for some people, that gives them the freedom. Because if you're kind of really hung up on going, okay, I've got to look at my histogram. I've got to look at, you know, where my highlights are going. I want to look at this. I want to look at that. Is the ISO creeping up too much? And those types of things. And so if you take away that, all those kind of, I suppose, concerns from a photographer, you can then probably better off focusing on just being there to create an image. And I think this is kind of from the point of view of the tech that's in cameras these days, particularly if the autofocus that, you know, some people think that the autofocus is kind of now making photographers somewhat less um, because they're not having to worry about kind of getting the focus, you know, the cameras dealing with that type of stuff. But the thing about it is, when you were, you know, back in the day, and particularly when I started shooting, back in the day it was actually um, cameras had just kind of started getting light meters in them, and but they they were still pretty much 
all manual settings, um, pretty much like the the auto, there was no autofocus; it was manual focus. So you had a kind of a this funny focusing aid through the lens. You could kind of see there was some guides and things to help you try and get your focus right, but you had to do it. And so you spent a lot of time. And the problem, I suppose, you know, with missing focus is a blurry photo is a blurry photo, and it's pretty much most times it's not salvageable. I mean, you can shoot a, f- a picture that's slightly underexposed or overexposed. All the ISOs crept up, and it's quite grainy. But you can typically you can do something with it. So typically, it's recoverable. You can actually make a you know use that image. Um, and many a time, I've you know I've missed the the you know like in light changing light conditions, particularly when you're shooting events. Sometimes you're shooting from kind of dark to light, and the light's changing. So, so some of your shots are kind of when you kind of something really interesting happens and you shoot and the you know you get the exposure wrong so but then you have to kind of recover it as best as you can through post and quite often like I said you can make a you know still make a good photo as long as you got kind of a sharp image that you didn't kind of miss the focus so I think that having the fact that having that tech in the camera now that actually allows you to not worry about so much about the focus for those photographers who are just purely creative it actually gives them more time just to think about what's in the frame, what's the composition doing, and not worry too much about that particular side of it as far as you know getting the focus right. And I think it does actually give you a lot of freedom. So, and I, I kind of like I said, I, I I kind of fit in the camp where I do like to know the technical stuff, but also like to try and do as much creative photography as I can. So I'm kind of sit in both camps where I like to have. I like to understand what's going on with the camera and what the settings do, but I don't get kind of bogged down by not being saying, oh, this is not, you know, technically this should have been shot at a lower, like a base ISO, it's, it's the ISO is too high or whatever. Those things don't really bog me down. I think when I first started photography, I was kind of trying to be trying to be technically correct, and then I realised that, get it as technically correct as you can, but then don't let that process eat into your creative side so that you're not actually creating and you're not actually trying to capture something interesting. So for those photographers, like I said, who just simply more or less a creative photographer that lets the technology do some of the heavy lifting for them, I think that's fantastic because, I mean, that's a you know, we're in a really good place, I suppose, as, as far as, technology these days like we're just seeing more and more improvements in technology in the cameras and the cameras are just getting better and better you know they're just getting faster frame rates so you know you can rattle off a whole heap of images and know that something's going to be in there hopefully going to be usable or you're just trying to find that perfect expression on a face like you know when a sports person's doing something and they're lunging forward doing and you just want to try and get it so if you hit it when they're just when they're blinked or something um, that can be frustrating, but these days, like I said, by having cameras that can shoot multiple frames in a burst is a really handy feature, and that's not cheating. It's like some people call it the pray and spray method, but really it's kind of like if you've got that technology, if you've got that, your camera's capable of shooting, say, 20 frames a second, and there's a sequence of action, why wouldn't you shoot 20 frames a second to pick the best possible frame to get the best possible result? Um, I think that's just yeah, that's smart use of technology, and like I said, people. Um, I think it just does give you freedom not to worry about so much about the 
getting, like I said, hung up on the technical side of it. And like I said, then there's a, then there's people who are kind of the technical purists that the people that really want to make sure that everything is perfect. So, you know, they're shooting at the lowest possible ISO to keep the grain down. They're shooting at just enough shutter speed to try and stop blur. They're trying to get the focus where they want it. And they're doing all these things. But sometimes getting a picture technically perfectly exposed sometimes it just can make for a boring photo. Like sometimes it's, yeah, it's perfectly exposed and all that type of stuff. But sometimes the photo just lacks, just lacks joy. It doesn't have something about it that makes joy when you look at that photo that, that you think about that in a really positive way. And look, for some people that's not, you know, that's not the case. Their strive is to try and like in difficult lighting conditions be able to pull off technically the best possible result with the equipment they have. And again, that's again different people have different ideas about what is what they want to do with their photography, where they want to take their photography, and how they use their equipment and where they put the emphasis. It's like a lot of things, you know, people put emphasis on different things in life. And, you know, sometimes people will put the emphasis on owning nice things. So they want to, you know, always have nice clothes or have a nice car. And other people put more maybe put the emphasis on say having you know somewhere to live but also being able to minimize debt not have to borrow a lot of money so some people are happy to have like a lot of debt and and that's fine and again you know who's to say that's right or wrong each of us are different so we all have different ways of thinking about things in the world and that's the fascinating thing about photographers we just we all think differently we all have a different mindset when it comes to certain elements of our photography and like I said, not one of those elements is particularly wrong. It's just a different opinion of what's important to you. And like for each person and what they photograph, some things are going to be more important than others. I mean, if you're shooting, sometimes if you're shooting, say, sports, you know, some of the things will be important will be trying to maybe get the, the person who's doing something, trying to get them sharp in focus as far as that, but there might be some blur in there and the blur can actually enhance it because they're doing something and they're moving quickly or whatever. So sometimes, like I said, there's things that you want to strive for in your particular chosen subjects that you're photographing and other people, like I said, would would look at that and do it maybe in a slightly different way. And again, that's the that's the thing about photography. We just are, you know, we're all different creatures. You know, same as like we've talked about before in you know that we we like to eat different things we like to dress you know wear different clothes we you know like to do even our photography we like to do our post production in different ways and there's you know there's people like who in the technical sense you know might want their their goal in life is to take a photograph that's basically straight out of camera printable and does not need any work doing to it they can basically just take the photograph print it and hang it on the wall and be super happy with it. And that's a goal for a lot of photographers to get to that point where they're actually shooting that kind of, that type of image. But it's not every photographer wants to do that. So some photographers are happy to shoot an image that they know they're going to have to do something with it in post-production, but they're quite happy to do that because it's not something that they, that's is a deal breaker for them. And like I said, everyone has their own set of rules as far as what's going to be a deal breaker when you're taking photos and what's wrong and what's not, you know, what's wrong and what's right. And like I said, then 
probably the third group is, like I said, the person who likes to try and get, have it technically right, but have it be at the same time being creative at the same time and try and blend those together. So sometimes that's a hard, it's a hard nut to crack because you always going to have to make, like when it comes to being creative and being technically correct, sometimes something has to give. Sometimes you can't have your cake and eat it. So you have to bend, go one way or the other. But it's it's knowing, I suppose, which in a particular subject, which which one do you sacrifice? Do you sacrifice a bit of the technical aspect to enhance the creative side or do you, you know, pursue the technical side um, and maybe the, the picture's not as interesting? So I think, again, it's everyone's going to have their own different thoughts on this and it'd be interesting to hear what people are thinking, you know, how thinking about what type of photographer are they? Are they, you know, do you sit there and do you dwell on, on like I said, just trying to make, get the composition right, trying to make an interesting picture, looking for those unusual angles, just looking for something that gives people a, a different viewing experience. But like I said, the picture might be flawed technically, but the picture excels with its originality. So some people, that's the most important thing for them is to kind of create an image that's original, that's different, that's fresh. But like I said, it mightn't be technically perfect as far as exposure and a few other elements within the in the image. And like I said, then there's kind of the person who just really wants super, super technically correct. So you look at the histogram and it's just, you know, nothing's blowing out, nothing's, you know, everything's kind of where it, where it should be in the exposure tri- you know, exposure triangle, everything's kind of working. And again, it's just really up to the individual photographer on how you deal with it. And like I said, and I think the other thing too is that some photographers flip and flop. So sometimes you will be you'll be putting on that creative hat and you'll just be going, I'm I'm shooting creative and I'm not worrying about the technical stuff. I'll let the camera handle that, even though it might it might choose, you know, an ISO that's a bit higher than other people would kind of accept. Um, but if it gets a result, and I think that's the thing to remember about all your photography is that if you get a result that you're happy with or a result that you can use for whatever purpose that you're shooting, that's a win. Like that that's a that's a thing. Like it's if you can do it and get it to that level, that's something then that is uh acceptable. And like I said, people will Quite often, and it's funny when people critique photos, and quite often in some of the groups, you know, you you join these different photo groups, and you see people starting to critique photos, and they're starting to kind of pull this photo apart because oh, look at the shadows here, look at this, you haven't lit this model in a particular flattering way, but the model might have this really, you know, really intense look. So yeah, at that particular time when the photographer pushed the shutter, they saw this, you know, as they saw that something there, and they might have realized that the lighting wasn't perfect for it but you know sometimes you can't recreate those moments sometimes it's just some moments that happen in photography that are captured that you can spend a lifetime trying to recreate it so is it better to get it to capture that moment maybe capture it with some flaws but having caught that moment so you can share it me for me personally I think it's important if you can capture that moment and even if it has some flaws about it, if it's not perfect, it's not, you know, but if it tells a story, if it has meaning, if that photo will bring joy to someone, then I think it's been a, you know, that's been a worthwhile exercise to do that. 
And I suppose the thing is, moving forward, thinking about where photography is going, I suppose, you know, is it going to be then more types of, I suppose, more layers to this rather than, say, you know, the three that I'm proposing that, and some people might propose there's potentially more, there's more layers of types of photographers, but, you know, I'm just working on the premise for this particular podcast that, you know, the three types of, three types of photographers, but I mean, as technology expands and we see more AI come into it, it could be then people coming in from a different point of view and using AI technology to add some other elements to it. And again, it's like I said, the world of, I think, photography is, is forever evolving. But I think it's important to remember, and I think you can do all these things. So you can, as a photographer, you can go and you can capture different types of images where, you know, sometimes your goal is to get the, get it straight out of camera. That's your goal. So you work really hard to make sure that all the ducks are lined up, everything is perfect and you get the shot. And then for other people, like I said, it's just more important to capture that unique moment, that split second in time when, when something's happening in front of the camera. It's interesting or cool or whatever and not get hung up, like I said, on the trying to get it technically correct, but just trying to freeze that moment. And I think for a lot of people, that's what makes a photograph. You know, like a these days, I think the definition of a, of a photograph is is getting a bit rubbery because, like I said, with the AI stuff, you know, people go, "Oh, this look at this AI photograph." And my way of thinking is, it's not a photograph; it's it's a digital representation of a particular scene, and the scene didn't actually ever happen like it was never an actual moment in time whereas uh, something that you shoot with your camera that's in you know someone sits in front of the camera and you take that shot that moment in time is exactly what was happening with that person that's how they look that's where the light was you know and all those types of things so to me that's a photograph that's a true photograph is because it's it's something that you could you could see if you real you could see if your eye and like i said it was actually not manipulated, it was just like a, a sliver of time frozen and preserved as a image on a um, on a file or a piece of film or whatever the medium that was used to capture it. To me, that's a true photograph. Like I said, moving forward into the future, I think the, the whole idea of what people will call photographs and the lines are going to get so blurred in the future with, um, with the way AI is going, I think the lines are going to get very blurred where people won't know particularly what is real and what's not real. And I think that would be a challenge for some photographers to try and, I suppose, navigate that particular road because, like I said, there's people who already fall into these different camps or, you know, that where they feel like they should be with their photography. And like I said, by introducing something new like artificial intelligence photography or, you know, you know typically it's like, it's a text-to-image um, software where basically you type in whatever and the software d- does it. And I just see recently too, like, you know, there's people been doing the, you know, using a selfie and then um, using AI um, takes that picture and, and renders a number of different, I suppose, adaptations of you as a person. We've set up different, you know, maybe a, a different... Um, uh, different looks and that type of thing and it's and it's kind of interesting that sometimes the uh, how people have reacted to seeing those images 
because at first, like, you know, people are trying to palm them off as a, their portraits, but they're not really portraits in the sense that we, as most photographers, would think as a portrait. Some people will maybe just think, no, that he's wrong. It's that's perfectly acceptable. Like it's a it's a likeness of of that person, regardless of how it was created. It was still a likeness, so it's still a portrait. And again, everyone's going to have a different opinion on where that sits. And I think for me personally, a portrait is a that time that someone sits in front of the camera and the image is created with the camera that is a portrait whereas same as if someone sits there and draws you you know sketches you or paints a portrait of somebody but they've taken that time so what typically people do like I mean even in paintings it's it's typically the look on the painting is taken from a moment in time for the sitter so at some point, you know, there's kind of a line drawn where this is how the person looked, this is where the light was coming from, um, this is how their eyes looked, this is how they they were frowning or whatever it was, they were the particular look, they pick at that and they then work that and that becomes that image. Just the same as a, a portrait photographer takes an image and that, you know, that 125th of a second image, that becomes the image, that is it. So it's kind of captured forever in time. So on this episode of Focus, I've been talking about maybe the you know the different types of photographers out there, whether you be a creative photographer, whether you be a technical photographer, or whether you be a blend of of the two things, or whether you're another layer altogether. There might be, you know, someone might say, hey, no, I'm this type of photographer. And like I said, you know, there's people, like I said, who are embracing newer technology. And like I said, with... Um, um, you know, being able to create some stuff that they previously had not been able to create. But I think it's anything you do in photography these days, it's really about how you present it and it's about really about how you, I suppose, what you tell the viewer about that image. So if you create something that's completely been rendered and artificially been generated and then you try and, I suppose, um, palm it off as saying it's a photograph, that to me like that's kind of probably crossing a boundary there that you're probably not being honest I think you need to be I mean I'm a big believer in truth in photography and I think you know when you present an image that image should be truthful so if if it be a sunset you know it should be truthful in in the way that it renders the colors the way that it you know how the scene is depicted um it should be truthful but you see quite often these days in Photography, there's a lot of, I suppose, artistic license taken with post-processing where people will actually add more elements to the picture than that were there in the real picture or the original uh, image that they started with and they may enhance the colours to you know, to these eye-popping colours in the end that maybe if you were standing there, you didn't actually see those eye-popping colours. And it's interesting with um, things like sunsets how... When you do turn up saturation, you, you'll see elements of the picture will light up. Where so, which meant that 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 color, those colors were there, but they were in a much more subdued fashion. So they weren't so apparent to the eye, but the camera gives you the ability to be able to kind of like concentrate that color into you know, soup it up and make it you know really intense. So whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, that's up to everyone to decide. And like I said, everyone's going to have their own opinion on things like, you know, highly saturated sunsets. 
personally for myself is I think it should be as close to the actual sunset as possible. Sometimes, yes, the camera doesn't quite render it the way that you see it. So sometimes you need to sometimes maybe increase the, the saturation a little bit. I've even had it to the point where I've actually taken pictures of sunsets and I've actually desaturated because the camera had actually, like I said, no, it's just too, it looks too, it looks fake. This look doesn't look right. So sometimes, like I said, depending on the exposure, going and going the, the, the opposite way to what a lot of people would do, actually turning down the saturation. So, so I think it's always interesting, like I said, to think about, constantly think about photography, think about the aspects of your photography, think about things like, you know, what type of photographer are you? What what are the things that are important to you? You know, what are the things that you must tick off first? You know, what are your, you know, if you had to write a list of things that are most important to me when I take a photo, and it's, for each person it's going to be slightly different. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be similarities in there, but some people are going to have a different priority on some things over other people. And again, it's like, you know, we've always said with photography, it's not, like one person's right and the other person's wrong. And I think it's, you know, there's, I don't know if there's actually too many times where, that you can actually say if someone takes a photo and and it, you can say that's wrong because someone else will just agree that it's right and you might agree that's wrong. So I think, that, again, it's, it's those opinions. And I think that's the thing about, you know, it's like, I suppose it's like artwork. When someone paints something, someone will, love a painting or they'll hate a painting same as people will love a photo or they'll hate a photo well they mightn't hate the photo but they just photo it's not not something that they'd want to keep looking at quick glance go oh yeah that's such and such that's the scene of whatever and move on where other people see a photo and they just want to look at it and keep going back to it and looking at it like it's like i said it's like a good painting that people will you know the one, the masters that hang in art galleries around the world, where people just keep going back and seeing this painting, like it never changes, like it's always the same. And but people get some type of joy; they get joy out of seeing that image, um, how the how the artist has crafted it, how is how they've coloured it, and all the elements that they've actually brought into that picture that really make it something special. So, like I said, this has been. Um, episode 199 so like i said we're edging closer to 200 so next week's episode will be episode 200 so that's going to be interesting trying to organize something special for episode 200 so we'll see what happens um if everything falls into place you'll you'll find out find that out when you listen to episode 200 but um like i said so and as always like i said we really appreciate any feedback or any um comments that you have about the podcast you know jump on our social media have a look also it'd be great to follow us on the socials as well and also any platform that you're listening to the podcast on that allows you to rate the podcast if it's been if the if you find the podcast interesting and you've found the podcast you know something that you've come back and listened to and i know we've got you know lots of regular listeners that listen in every week drop a rating if if you can rate us on there put it tell us what you think just be honest i'm not saying you hey you're gonna rate us really great if you don't think it's great that's fine you might think yeah it's average it's okay but you know whatever you whatever you feel is perfectly fine a bit like you know where you are if your photography and the types of things that you like in your photography they're all fine look until next time 
This has been Steve Finkel for Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. Talk again real soon. See ya. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone. Thank you.